Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Coming in hot with a little bonus episode for you. So we thought it would be fun because Empower Her Live tickets are officially on sale and we wanted to highlight some of the powerhouse keynote speakers that we have coming to us in Phoenix, Arizona, October 21st, 23rd at the event that I hope so badly I'll get to meet you at. And today's episode is going to light a little fire under your booty. It's from our speaker, Lori Harder. You might know her as the founder of Light Pink, as the host of Earn Your Happy Podcast, which has over 37 million downloads, or even her best-selling book, A Tribe Called Bliss. But how I think of her is as a genuine just advocate for women. She is an inspiration of mine in the podcasting space. She's really paved the way for women in podcasting and in business and investing. And she's also really freaking funny. And she just makes you feel like you're really seen and heard and understood. So without further ado... Let's dive into this saucy little episode. It was really just like the age where I was really being consumed by what I wanted to do, meaning the the dreams were starting to eat me alive and I wasn't doing anything about them Yeah, because I was so stuck in my belief that I wasn't enough. I couldn't do it. I have panic attacks. I have anxiety. I have social anxiety. Like I was so in that story and they weren't just little panic attacks. They were like full on feel like you're dying. Can't breathe. Embarrassing like moments that would happen. And, and, um, I had a few of them at work where it's like, I had to explain, like, I'm so sorry. Like I actually can't like, I'd be in a meeting at work, like at LA fitness. And I'd be like, I can't, um, you know, read this thing that we're reading out loud because I like, I can't breathe. I can't finish what we're talking about. Like, so things like that, where it was really embarrassing. I would cry. Like, that's not ideal for wanting to get ahead. And I do find it's really crazy that we can, it's, it's like always the people with the biggest dreams too seem to have like these really large obstacles that they overcome. I understand why now. Um, but in, at the time, it feels debilitating. So at 25, I was, I had just gotten married at 24. Um, I did not graduate high school. I was still hiding it. I believe from my husband, I lied to him that I did not that you asked that like on a checklist, but he had assumed that I did. And he was wondering why I wasn't going for, I was telling him about all these big dreams that I had. And he was wondering like, why the hell I hadn't gone for them yet. Like why I was just still complaining or saying, you know, I have too much anxiety and X, Y, and Z. Well, another reason is I was hiding this big thing that I didn't graduate and I was lying to everybody, um, you know, lying on job applications and all these different things. And, um, that's where I was at 25. It wasn't a great place. I was doing all of these random jobs, um, that were not challenging to me. So I would work at a coffee shop. I worked at an Ulta and I did makeup. I worked at a salon and did front desk and everything I did, I like crushed it. Like I knocked it out of the park. 
park. I was the best person there. And I was so frustrated because I was, it was like, because I was supposed to be doing bigger things. So, um, I was in a really, really terrible place at 25 where I probably cried minimum once a week about feeling so stuck. Like I would just literally sit in a room. I remember filling out applications and they would want too much stuff. They would want to see too much stuff. And I would know that I couldn't um, answer the questions. And I would just sit and cry because I also couldn't talk to my husband about it because I was still lying to him about it. So I felt really, really trapped in my life. It's, It's so relatable to so many people who feel like they've got something coming up for them right now that they're like, I know what it, like, a lot of times we like to say we don't know what we want because that sounds a lot easier, right? Than saying we do know what we want because then all of a sudden we have to actually come up with an excuse of why we're not going after it. But it's like Mm -hmm. when in your own head, you're like, I want to be doing something bigger than this. I want to be doing something more aligned for me, but I'm the thing that's the roadblock. So how in the world do you even start getting yourself out of that? Like to the woman listening into this, it's like, Lori, whoa, straight out the gates, like this podcast is on. I'm like, whoa, she gets me because I have anxiety too, or because I'm keeping mm-hmm. myself stuck, or I don't think that I'm capable, even though deep down intuitively, she's got this gut feeling where she wants something more, this idea that's popping around in her head that she can't shake. How the mm-hmm. hell do you go from like debilitating anxiety you know, trying to hide your past because you don't feel like that makes you credible, right? And all the stories that you're telling yourself, how do you do that to like, what's the first step that you took to get out of that? Well, I can't honestly say it was a step, but what I can tell you is there's moments in life that reveal things to you and you can either observe them and you can learn the lesson or you can ignore it and then continue to get smacked in the face by two by four trying to wake you up. So I had done plenty of those where I had ignored it. And I think that in order for me to not ignore the message of like waking up or getting over your own bullshit story, um, you know, it's, it's really, it's true what they say. Like every good story starts with getting sick and tired of your own shit. Like it's just the truth. So for me, it's, it's almost as if I could tolerate just about anything that was painful at this point, um, except if it uh, hit me in my like most personal relationship, which was Chris. And for me, it was like, as long as that relationship was intact and maybe we have all have one of those, maybe a best friend or a parent or somebody, I just felt like as long as that relationship was intact, it's almost like I could keep going in my shit and my lie because I was like, well, maybe this is all I need or I, but this is so good, you know? And what started happening is that it started to not be good. And there's a beautiful quote by Richard Rohr that says, if you don't learn how to transform your pain, you will transfer it. And that's exactly what I started to do. I started to transfer my pain to him which came in the forms of lashing out, of blaming, of you don't understand me, you don't understand that I have this anxiety, you're not being sensitive enough. Um, even though it's it's the weirdest thing, we don't know what we want in those situations. It's like we want people to feel sorry for us, we want them to push us, we want them to do it for us. Honestly, that's what I wanted. I wanted someone to come and do it for me and save me and give me all the answers, except that does not exist. My soul was saying, I don't know what you're supposed to be, but it's going to be big. It just felt that way. No clue what that meant. And you're not going to be able to do it here. Now, that is like, 
I share that because it's one of the biggest pieces of my story that I know that so many of your listeners either have a partner, a family, a job, people in their life who they might need to, this is gonna, this is like not a popular opinion, but you might need to walk away permanently for a little while, um, you know, surround yourself with totally different people. You are not going to find um, new opportunities and experiences in the same old place with the same people. So if you feel stuck, it's because your environment is stuck and it's not going to be a place where you're going to find new things. So if you're in an environment that's not bringing you that, which is exactly where I was, I love them. I have a great relationship with them now, but this is after years of, you know, talking personal development, boundaries, a lot of healing, crying, a ton of conversation. So from there, I just kind of randomly did random jobs, waitress, all the different things. And I um, started to spiral. I was in a really bad friend group, a lot of, um, a lot of just drugs, a lot of bad shady stuff. And I, this, this call was getting louder when I was in that. And I was like, this is not like, this is not right. This is not good. Um, what if I, you know, what did I do in the past that kind of like made me feel better and fitness used to make me feel better when I was young. I had a lot of anxiety, even as a little girl. Um, and I started working out at about the age of 12 because my family was really overweight as well. And I was overweight. So I would notice that when I worked out, I felt better. So I had, I had been exercising since I was like 12 years old, but when I moved out, I got out of it for a little bit, like not as frequently. So I went back to exercising all the time, started to have a, a, even a bit of a mental transformation, had a bit of a body transformation. And I thought, okay, well, I could probably do this without having to graduate. So why don't I look at this? Like, okay, this is accessible. I could maybe do this. So I started training people. Um, and from there I realized I could open my own gym. What could that look like to possibly open my own gym? I started telling everybody before I did that opening a gym, like started telling all of my clients, my vision. So this is another key component to talk about what I wanted to do. And I talked about it enough that an opportunity arose because one of my clients had an open basement level of a new chiropractic's office she was opening. Okay, Lori, real quick on that, because somebody right there needs to just like hear, hey, if nobody knows what you want to do, nobody can also help get you there. Yes. And it's, it's crazy how people come out of the woodworks when you're willing to be brave enough to talk about it. But we tell ourselves the story of like, I don't want to be at the beginning or like, ah, I don't want to, you know, tell people that I'm, I, I want to do this thing when I'm not qualified and all this BS crap. But it's like, every time I've said what I want to do, then people are like, oh wait, I know someone I can help you with that. And then like, we have to call our shot. So right now for someone listening to this, I feel like they could just take that little nugget and just go run with it. So sorry, not meaning to interrupt, no, but I think it's, it's so only- juicy. I just want to say it is, you're right. It's the only way that things actually get done. So if people think it's another way, like you're out there blazing trails yourself, no, you're not. You're literally just talking about what you want to do and proclaiming it. It's your responsibility to start talking about your dream. Um, Because everything that I've ever done was because I told somebody what I wanted to do and they connected me to another person. So do the people who have the opportunities for you know that you want them. Yes. Do the people that have the opportunities know that you want them because if not, they're going to give them to the people who are asking for them. So- Great. 
Girl, I just had to pop in here real quick because in case you have not yet snagged your ticket for Empower Her Live, I got to keep you in the loop on all the juice, especially if you're loving this fun little mashup. Picture getting to connect with Lori and seeing her speak in person. She's going to be one of the eight keynote speakers at Empower Her Live, along with lots of epic surprises that we have coming for you. But really, because I can't tell you stories of past events or show you pictures and videos, I want you to just picture this. You're amongst 500 plus women from all across the country and even globe that listen into this show, meaning they are growth-minded women like you. They want to level up in their life, their career, their health, their relationships, their business, and you get to come together in person. And as you know, this is a come with me community, not a look at me, I've got this all figured out type of community. So I'm going to bring in some of the best speakers that have impacted my life in a massive way. And I know will serve you too. But we also have so many incredible opportunities for you to connect with other women, people that, you know, when you say your ideas to them, they don't think you need to be more realistic. Instead, they say, girl, how can I support you? The goal is for you to leave feeling this event, feeling lit up and inspired to take action on your life and whatever goals you have on your heart, but also with a supportive community of women that just get you. And honestly, I'd love to have a spicy margarita with you too. <laughs> the event itself starts on Friday evening with a live podcast that goes right into our welcome party, spicy margaritas included. And then it goes all day Saturday, all the way until Sunday around two, October 21st through the 23rd in Phoenix, Arizona. So if you want to hear more about the details and how you can snag your spot, I want you to text the word event to 512-548-2728. Again, text the word event to 512-548-2728, or you can head to keishafitzgerald.com slash event. You might want to run over there because at the time that I'm recording this, we still have tickets, but I don't know where we're going to be at by the time you're listening into the show. So without further ado, let's dive back into this fun episode. There's also some that are in kind of this season that I think you're about to allude into is like, I've done this for a while. I really enjoyed it and I'm grateful for it. But now I'm feeling this like feeling, which is what happened for me when I stepped yes. away from building it too, where I was like, there's something more, not that there's more and less, but more so something that's more in alignment for this version of me at this season yes. of my life. And I feel like I can't shove it down. I have to make a change. And I think that's kind mm -hmm. of what your transition was like. If you can talk about like, the feeling of that. Cause a lot of people that are in that right now, they're like, ah, I, I want to like do something else. Or a lot of people even come join my podcasting courses. Cause they're like, I want to start a podcast and build a brand outside of this. Cause I know that that feeling's coming up and I want to give myself more options. Is that kind of what it felt yes. like for you? Yes. Yeah. And this is huge because you know, there are so many ty different types of people in the world. And some of us are, um, you know, we have to look at things in our life as either some people are going to be, have a lot of chapters to their book and some people are going to have shorter chapters, not shorter chapters, less chapters. Yeah. Just as long, but less chapters. I am a human who is probably going to have so many chapters because I want to try it all. Yes. My brain, every chapter is meant to build on to my next chapter. And, and now that I have accepted that about myself, I also know I can see and feel when the chapter is closing, where yes. I think all that happens is sometimes short chapter people try to make themselves long chapter people. And <sighs> what happens is that it reaches an expiration date. And if you can really view it as an expiration date, what happens to an onion when it expires? It actually, if you eat it afterwards, once it's expired, it's toxic. So have you ever stayed in something so long that you actually started to feel like it was toxic? Ooh. Like you were almost destroying yourself or you were starting to just like, 
like sabotage yourself, like eat bad, drink too much, Netflix to numb out, like you can't escape your life. It's because you have stayed past the expiration date of that chapter. And this is shit, Lori, that's well. so good. I've never heard it broken down like that. That shit is, oh, that's fire. Sorry, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> but this is relationships as well. And, and there's relationships that are meant to be long chapters in your life and whole chapters and some that are short. And when we stay too long, they get toxic. Yep. And it's the realization that you were only... It, Right. As women, we like think that we're not loving and nurturing if we don't carry every freaking relationship from when we were in the sandbox together and they're not in our wedding or like, oh, my gosh, this person. What if I don't invite them to my baby shower, but they were in my wedding, but I don't talk to them. and We're so different. And it actually doesn't isn't good anymore. That's not how it's supposed to be Like, supposed to hold on to these relationships forever. And, you know, some can be healed and some you know, maybe some require like a tough conversation. They continue, they can continue on in these amazing relationships, but, but how it feels is kind of like that. Like if it starts to feel like you are doing things, what was happening is I I was like starting to do things to sabotage myself because I couldn't continue to have a conversation when in my brain, I wanted to have other conversations. I wanted to talk about different things. I, I wanted to talk about what I was getting lit up by. I wanted to, um, you know, for me move into new challenges. I know that, uh, when I write out things that truly make me happy, I can't forget to write out that challenge makes me happy. And what happened is that I, I, nothing was challenging anymore. It just, I couldn't get myself re-inspired and reignited. And sometimes we look at this and go, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Well, you've overstayed that chapter. That's what's wrong with you. It's time to go and find things that you're lit up by again. So that's exactly what happened to me. And this is exactly now why I love to talk about this is because I kind of feel like I'm an expert now on figuring out when your chapter is closing and when you need to move on or when you should stay and what that transition looks like. So yeah. You know, it might be showing up for you in um, kind of starting to sabotage like that. Or at 3 p.m., you're really, really tired. You can't seem to get yourself to drag yourself to the same things that you used to do. Maybe you're waking up at night again. Maybe you're drinking a little more wine. Um, maybe you're just really questioning yourself. Maybe you cry a lot. Maybe you just feel sad and you can't put your finger on it over and over and over again. And um, this is this is exactly how it starts to show up for me. And that's when I'm like, ah, crap. Like it's actually sucky because you know that you have to go and do something hard again and be a beginner. And that's why we avoid it. That's why we say, well, maybe, maybe I'll just keep trying and find that it's X, Y, and Z. And I just feel like if you're not finding excitement or looking forward to your day, there are reasons. And and also I want to say, it might not be your career as well, or it might not be your marriage. It might be that you need to go take a dance class. It might be that you need to go take pottery. It might be that you need to go travel for a bit. So there are a lot of things to try not to just look at like, I knew it, this is what it is. Like exhaust things, unless in your gut, I do think your intuition knows. Like Mm -hmm. go back to that question. What are you pretending not to know? Like write that out and reveal that to yourself and then take action around it. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.